Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. What's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well and that this message stirs your faith, falls on good ground so that it may produce good fruit. Now, all season long, we were in one series and that was called It's Not Personal, It's Spiritual. But today we are starting a new series and I'm so excited. It's like a midway point series. We'll see how long God has us go for it. Um, but I'm really excited about this message because I feel like you can't just get to um, your next level or your mountaintop without some more information, some more revelation, some more insight and instructions. And so we want to make sure that you have all that you need so that you can sustain at that next level or new level that God has taken you to or is taking you to. And so today's series um, is called Devotional. And part one is Anointed for This. So this is the devotional series. And part one is called Anointed for This. I'm going to say a quick prayer and then we're going to get into it. Spirit of the living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing this opportunity for my brothers and my sisters to hear a word of instruction, insight, and revelation from you, Heavenly Father. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. May you give us what we need in this moment. Saturate our hearts. Fill the place. Fill the atmosphere, Father God. Take away any fears, anxieties, any concerns, worries, or cares for the world, knowing that if we place every ounce of concern that we have into the master's hands. We lay it at your feet. You will pick it up and you will give us rest. You will give us peace. And that's what we want, God. Give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Help us to do your will, your way, and to trust that we don't have to worry about the world, but the world is yours. It is your footstool. So you are taking care of the world. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We keep none for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Excuse me, guys. All right. So today's message. I'm excited about the devotional series because, again, I feel like God has something to say. And even as I was been preparing for it, I was like, okay, God, like, um, you, you, you speaking something to me. So if it don't bless y'all, it's going to bless me. (laughs) But prayerfully, it does bless you. And so... With being anointed for this, I wanted you to understand that even though you're flying high to your destination or you're at the level that you've wanted to get to, you're at that next level, you've reached your destination, you know, there's still some things you need to remember in order to sustain you there because you don't ever want to get to your there moment and forget not only the past, but also forget what it took to get you there. So it's a lot that we covered throughout the entire uh, season, go back and listen to those 20 episodes. It's too much for me to try to squeeze into the short amount of time that we have today. So I pinpoint three things, three key things that I think you could take with you um, 
as you uh, or hold them dear to your heart as you are in your next level in your next season. And again, these things can be applied wherever you are. Like it doesn't matter if you are at the wilderness season, you're in the waiting room season, or you're at your destination promised land season. It doesn't matter where you are. You you got to start somewhere. So wherever you are, be thankful, be proud that you've made it that far and continue on the journey. Because even when you get to your promised land season, if you go and read the story of the children of Israel, uh, through Exodus to Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, you'll see that there was still work that had to be done. It wasn't like they made it to their promised land and that's it. They could just kick their feet up and rest and relax and there's nothing else to be done. No, because first of all, one of the key things before I get into the three points, you got to know that your enemy is still there. There's people there. There's territories there that have been um, taken over by the enemy for too long. So though you may get to your promised land, though you may get to your there moment that you expected to get to, though you may get to your destination, there's still work that has to be done because you got a clean house, so to speak. You have got to clean up that area, clean up that region. Um, if you're moving into a new house, you have got to uh, fix it up the way you like it, make it your own. So there's still work that has to be done. Even when you get to your destination, the enemy doesn't want you to keep it. The enemy first didn't want you to have it. Now that you have it, the enemy's not going to let you just keep it without a fight. So there's still work that has to be done. As I talked about before, when I talked about harvest at work, when you look at farming, a lot of, you know, the Bible talks about farming principles because that was the currency of their time. When you look at farming, the harvest doesn't mean that there's no work to be done. You got to get the harvest, okay? You don't just see the corn crops and the wheat crops all planted and sprouted up and, and the even the apple trees and don't think you got to go, you don't have to go pick the apples. You got to go pick the apples and then you got to clean the apples and then you got to sort the apples. And then if you are um, selling them somewhere, you got to sell the apples. So there's still work that has to be done. You know, after you harvest the crops, there may be more seeds you have to plant. There may be more tending to the plants or the seeds that already are in the ground. So there's still work. It's almost like a repeated cycle that never ends. So again, today I wanted to give you three key things to understand in this devotional series that you're anointed for this. That's key number one. Remember that you're anointed for this. God would have never allowed you to elevate to this point of your life if he didn't assign it to you, if you weren't anointed for it. He's giving you all that you need to sustain at that level. Even if you feel like, well, now you're at the level that you're there moment has you've been wanting to get to. And you're like, okay, but what's next? Baby, just deal with what's now. <laughs> okay. You've been waiting to get to this point. So deal with what's now and let what's next handle at the time that it needs to be handled. Work. And where you are now. And be thankful that you're there. And remember that you are anointed for this. Why is that important? Because it leads me to number two. There are going to be people that are going to come against you. There are going to be people that don't want you to have your promised land. There are going to be Things that will come against you that will distract you or deter you from your journey, from enjoying and from working in your promised land. So you need to um, know, number two, that no man can close a door 
nor take you off your platform if God has placed you there. God placed you there for a reason. So it doesn't matter who doesn't like it, who doesn't agree with it, who feels like, you know, God didn't ask there for permission for you to be there. Baby, he's God all by himself. He does not need nobody's permission to get you to your journey, to get you to your destiny, to get you to your promised land. All he needs you to do is continue moving forward. All he needs you to do is stay focused on the journey. All he needs you to do is continue doing the work. Don't just stop because you feel like you've arrived. You never fully arrive. If you ever look at, for example, a basketball player, a famous basketball player, or even like your favorite celebrity, your favorite artist, you know, I'll just pick one out the, out the pool because most people love this person, Beyonce. Beyonce never stops working. Even when you look at vacation photos and you think, okay, she's not working. Just because you do not see active work does not mean that there isn't inactive work. And what I mean by that is um, it's, it's like there's still work being done even if she isn't actively doing it. She has a team of people that are still working behind the scenes. So though you may see her relaxing on a beach somewhere, it doesn't mean that there isn't work still being done. Even if she's on a beach, she might come with an idea and just start jotting down a song or jotting down something or make a phone call and have somebody else do the work, but there's still work being done. And even like Beyonce, you may have moments in your promised land where you might have a few days or so, or, or you know, I'm not gonna put a time limit on. You may have some time to rest, to kick your feet up, to just enjoy and be at peace in, in the presence of the father who got you there. Yes, because again, our word for 2023 is rest and follow God. So God is going to allow you moments of rest. Absolutely, because he knows that you need to be replenished and rejuvenated so that you can continue doing all things well. You need that balance. So he'll give it to you, but it's not that you'll stay at that place forever. You got to get back to work. There's still work that needs to be done. There's still something else that you can be doing. And so... You know, like I said with Beyonce, yeah, she's going to be doing uh, work where you'll see her working hard. I mean, you guys have seen the documentaries and all that that she's dropped and produced uh, showing like how much work she actually puts into an assignment, into a project, into an album, into a performance. There's work on that field where it's like same thing with a basketball player. There's the on season where LeBron James or, or Steph Curry is... Uh, practicing nonstop and they're in team meetings and they're looking up drills and they are studying film and they're doing all these things. They're, they're watching what they eat. They're training their body. There's constant work being done. And then there's the off season and the off season may not be as intense as the on season, but it doesn't mean they, they stop training. It doesn't mean they stop working or practicing. It, it just means that it's not as intense. And so that's where it is. And that's where you are on the next level though you may be in your promised land though you may be at your destination you're there moment you always wanted to be at it doesn't mean that the work stops it just means that you you shift the intensity of the workload so you worked really hard to get to that point but now that you're at that point there's still work that has to be done but it's not going to be so hard to do that work it's going to be you know challenges because again, you have to learn how to steward on that new level. You have to learn uh, new ways of working on a new level. Because the way that you work to get you to that point will not sustain you at that point. 
it's like if you think about it in terms of let's say schooling because we've all been through the school systems it doesn't matter which school systems private or public or um parochial catholic it doesn't matter we've all been through school systems the way you learned in your primary school years which is typically between uh kindergarten to eighth grade is not going to be the same in high school between ninth and twelfth. you have to learn at a very different level the even even between the grades, the way you learn from first grade to second grade to second grade to third grade and onward and onward is very different because there's new applications you have to apply at that next level. Dare I add in college, the way you learn all those 12 years is not going to sustain you at that college level. Trust me, I know I've been there. OK, and I had to adapt. Ah, bingo. That's the key thing. You're anointed for this. Yes, you're at this level. Yes, you've reached your destination. Yes, you've gotten to your promised land. Now you have to adapt the way you did things in order to sustain at this next level, at this promised land. Because what, how you got there is not going to be what keeps you there. What keeps you there is how your ability to adapt, how effective your ability to adapt is. That's what's going to keep you there. And then the third point is, Remember who the pilot is and continue trusting God every step of the way. Always giving thanks for it was he who got you there. Time and time again, we see so many people who get to their, their moment and they think they've arrived and they think they've done it by themselves. And you've even heard them say in interviews like, oh, I did this by myself. Nobody helped me. Nobody gave me a handout. Nobody did this. Nobody did that. And it's like, oh, pause, boo-boo. Did you forget Jesus? Because Jesus got you there. And just as he got you there, he could take you down as well. Don't get too cocky thinking it was all you and none of Jesus. It was half of you, if that. <laughs> and all of the Holy Spirit, all of Jesus getting you there. So don't forget your GPS that got you there. Continue to tap into that GPS because it's going to allow you to sustain. If you have just, if you've never heard my podcast episodes and this is your first episode and you're like, what is a GPS? GPS is your good positioning shepherd. Okay. It is God. It is Jesus Christ. It is the Holy Spirit. They are your shepherds. They will lead you and help you on the journey. They will help you sustain and adapt. They will give you the strategy that you need on this next level. You cannot do it by yourself. Yes, you're anointed for it because God gave you that anointing. But again, the anointing came from the father. So you can't do it by yourself. You have to remember that you are weak on your own, but in God, you have strength. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It doesn't say you could do all things to do through yourself who strengthens you. It says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's why even Paul talks about second Corinthians 12, that, um, that, Jesus says to him, my grace is sufficient for my power works best in weakness. You know, there are going to be challenges up ahead on your new, on your new level. New levels, new devils, as they say. There are going to be challenges. Why? Because the enemy does not want you to sustain there. He didn't want you to get there in the first place. But now that you're there, he definitely don't want you to stay there, boo. So there is going to be challenges. You're going to need your GPS to help guide you through the storms, to help give you strategy to dodge the balls that are going to come your way. Remember, the naysayers don't have power over you. There are going to be people that don't want you there. 
They don't have power over you. If God brought you to it, he will bring you through it. They can't take you off of a platform God put you on. So as long as you're anointed for it, then the hand of God is on you. But again, don't get too cocky and think that you you did it in your own power. You did it in your own strength. You did it in your own money. You ain't that wealthy. You ain't that smart. You ain't that powerful to have made the moves happen in your life that have happened. It was only the grace and power and mercy and favor of God. And so I wanted to give you some scripture today. Um, I'm going to start with Ephesians 4. And we're going to read a little bit of scripture here. So it's verse 1 through 10. Bear with me. But it's going to help you. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and one father of all who is over all and in all, living through all. However, he has given each one of us special gifts through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. You're there on assignment. Yes, you're anointed for it, but you're there on assignment by God. Jesus led you there to be salt and light in the earth. To show people not only how powerful your God is and how generous your God is, but also to teach people your story. You can't get to your their level, your their moment, your elevation, your ascension, your promised land and think that you can keep it all to yourself. No, baby, it is meant to be given to others. You got to tell your story. Revelations 12, 11, we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And you do not love your life that you are so afraid to die. That doesn't just mean dying in the flesh. It means dying in the spirit, dying in the way you want to do things, dying in the way you see yourself and you want others to see you. You got to tell your story. Why? Because again, the enemy does not want you to keep it. Though God got you there, the enemy is still going to try to come every attack to try and bring you down. So if you want to sustain, you have got to continue to tell the story. You got to tell how God got you there. You got to tell how the Lord saw you through. You got to tell how hard it was, yet God still persevered you through the storm. You got to tell, um, even give some of the keys as to how you went about getting there. When I'm giving you guys this insight, I'm giving you keys. I'm giving you key principles that I learned that I went through on my journey so that it can help you on your journey. You have to do the same thing. Pay it forward. You have got to give wherever your thing is. So let's say, for example, you're a person who um, is trying to write a play 
or, or, you know, get your movie off the ground. And then it finally happens. And so now you're ready to release your film. You're ready to release your play to the masses. Tell the story of what it took to get to that level. Somebody out there has a gift as well in their heart to be a playwriter, has a gift in their heart to direct the film. They need to know what it took to get there. Now, though God may not take them the same route that he took you, but they still need to hear how you persevered through the storms and the challenges. Because if you never tell how you persevered through your storms and challenges, the next generation won't know how to fight their battles. This is actually how we are in the society that we're in today. Because our past generations, our elders, did not tell the story. The same thing happened in, in the uh, in the ancient Israelites time, excuse me, with Joshua. If you go study Joshua, at the beginning, God tells him to remind the people as they cross over the Jordan, remind the people, take these 12 stones and remind them why they're there. Remind them what your God did, how he delivered you out of Egypt and into your promised land. But if you continue on to the end of the chapter, unfortunately, you'll find that at the end of Joshua, when Joshua's days are up, that they didn't they didn't um tell the story. And so when the next generation came up, they didn't know what God did, which is how while they were in the promised land with the enemy, they started to worship the false gods. They started to worship the enemy. They started to worship false idols because they weren't told the story of what God did for their parents, their grandparents, their ancestors. And so they fell into the trap and the tricks of the enemy. We're seeing that in our in our today's time. Though we are seeing revival, and that's amazing. Ah, oh, y'all know, baby, this is ages of revival. So I'm excited that we're seeing revival break out because God had already shown me visions of it anyway happening. So I'm just overwhelmed with joy. But, you know, before this point, you know, and and really quick, God will always leave up a stand. If there's ever a time and we've kind of seen it where there's a generation that doesn't know who God is, he will always send a reminder. That's what we're seeing in this revival now that's happening all over our nation and and will eventually take over the world. He's sending a reminder of who he is to have people remember that that he still pours out anointing, that he still has purpose, that he still is a God of today, yesterday, and forever. He's not a God of yesterday and then that's it. He's still here today. He still speaks today. It's up to us to listen. And so back to what I was saying, the past generations, if you think about it, you know, your your parents, your grandparents, some of you, Maybe not all, but some of you don't even know your ancestor story. You don't even know what your mom went through to get to the point that she is today, to become the woman that she is today. You don't know um, why, what your father had to go through to be the man that he is today. And so whether you admire or uh, despise your parents, you don't even know their story to even have that ad- admiration or um, to despise them. You don't even know what they went through to be who they are today. Why? Because they didn't tell your story. Same thing with your grandparents and your great-grandparents and onward. For those of you that were able to experience great-grandparents like I have, if you don't know their story, then you don't know how to fight the battles. Because some of the battles that we face are generational curses. 
Let's just be real and call a spade a spade. Some of the things that we deal with are generational curses. Somebody in our past generational bloodline did not deal with it or they opened the door to it. And since they opened the door to it, now we're facing it. And you don't even realize that you're and you're trying to figure out why am I dealing with this? And you're taking it personal upon yourself thinking that, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a good person. I don't understand why I face this. What, what was the series we started with? It's not personal. It's spiritual. It's a spiritual warfare. There is a real devil, y'all. If you don't know that already, there's a real devil. There's a real spirit realm and there's a real spiritual warfare happening in that realm. That's why I had to teach the series of it's not personal, it's spiritual. You have got to take it out of context of the person you see in front of your face and the way they're dealing with you or reacting or interacting with you. It's a personal, I mean, it's a spiritual thing. It's not personal. And so even if they're acting joyfully, it's not always a bad thing. Let's say they're acting in a joyful way and they're just full of light and they're just so happy. You're like, man, in the world we live in today in 2023, how are you just so happy and so pleasant and so full of joy? It's not personal. It's spiritual. They're filled with the light of the father of Jesus. So they're, they can't help but illuminate that light onto others. That's their anointing that comes from the Holy Spirit. And they're shining it onto you to help you not only be full of it, but then to see that, oh, okay, if, I, if this is illuminating the path, then I need to get to that Jesus. I need to go to the deep with them. Real quick, I did a video, if you go check out on YouTube, again, I told you guys before that I do different content for different platforms, so make sure you're following me on all the different platforms I'm on. I'm on Instagram and um, Facebook, at Andrea Griffin Rogers, also at um, official underscore agents of revival, and then I'm on YouTube at Andrea Griffin Rogers, and if you go on to those different uh, accounts you'll see or pages rather and channels you'll see this different content and so in particular since we're talking about freedom i did a a, a webisode today on youtube so go check it out called um freedom in the deep when you go deeper into the presence of the father when you allow the holy spirit to do a deep work in you you can't help but illuminate that light you can't help but your anointing to spill out because that's part of the anointing process is the working that God did in your life. So you got to tell the story to help somebody else. God didn't take you through all you went through for yourself. And some of you, just like me, went through some hellish warfare. You went through some mud, some trenches. You got some scars, some bruises, some, I mean, some deep cuts, baby. People could see the stitch mark, okay? Like, dang, where what you been through? Baby, you got some battle scars. You have got to tell the story. You're not at the ascension level. You're not at your next level. You know, you're not at your promised land. You're not elevating past the wilderness to the waiting room for nothing. You got there for a reason. Tell the story. Notice that I mentioned even if you went from the wilderness to the waiting room, the the middle point, you got to tell the story of even how you got there. You may feel like, well, I'm not at my promised land just yet. So maybe I don't have anything to say. You do. 
because there's somebody behind you that's still in the wilderness. There's somebody behind you that's still enslaved in bondage, like in Egypt. There's still somebody behind you that needs to hear, how did you even make it that far? I understand you didn't get to your promised land yet, but you're on your way. You're much further than I am. How did you get that far? You got to tell the story. You're anointed for this. You're anointed even in the waiting room. You're anointed even in the wilderness to tell somebody behind you how you got to that level. Don't think that you have nothing to share. You do. There's somebody behind you, I'm telling you, that's going to say, I need your story. There's going to be people, even as I'm teaching this series, you may have seen, well, this season rather, not just this series of devotional, but even with, I'm, um, it's not personal, it's spiritual. You may have seen all of a sudden certain people just coming out the woodwork, coming up to you, even just strangers. And all of a sudden you're just having conversations with them that you didn't even expect to have. And you're like, uh, wow. Like, and you're just sharing your story, but they need to hear it. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Let God fight your battles. Yes. Guard your heart to make sure that you're, you're using discernment to not let people in that, that God did not allow to come in. But with that same discernment, God will reveal to you. Somebody needs to hear your story. You'll have a, a unction in your, in your spirit that says, I think this person I, I meant to, to share my story with or just share a prayer with or just share a word of encouragement with. You're anointed for this. No matter what level you're at, you're anointed for this. And so I pray that this message helped you, that it stirred your faith, that it reminded you that make every effort to do what God has called you to do. Be patient with people as you do it. Because like I said, there's somebody behind you that isn't where you're at. And they may have a lot of excuses as to why they can't get there. Be patient. Remember what it took for you to get there. I had to do that with myself. You know, um, I'll share with you real quick before we go. For me, um, even recently, I've been ministering to uh, particular people and I've realized that they're at a place that I once was. They're in the wilderness and they don't have much joy. They're at a very depressing, low place. And though they, you know, may know scripture or know how to read scripture, it's still very hard for them. And I have to be patient with them. Like Paul tells us in Ephesians four, I have to be patient with them to understand I was there. I had that same mentality. I used to give those same excuses. So I can't get upset if I'm encouraging them and they're giving me the same excuses I once gave to people that was ahead of me that encouraged me. I just have to be patient, making allowance for their faults, understanding that it's just the mindset that they're at. But if I continue to pray for them and if they continue to move forward doing the work and they continue to see me moving forward doing the work, then it will encourage their faith. It would illuminate a light into their feet, a lamp into their path, it would illuminate the way forward. You know, I recently asked God even about this. I said, God, why are certain people drawn to me? Like, what, you know, should I, you know, just discard them? And God said, no, I'm doing a work. So even though like a seed in the ground, you may not see the work being done, but there's roots happening under the dirt. 
that happens first before it starts to sprout out and upward and a plant to become a tree for us to see and, and consume the fruit off of. But first, it's a seed planted in a dark place in the ground. And so as I am giving them word, as I'm giving them encouragement, as I'm sharing with them my story, as well as with you that are listening, it, it's a work being done. That's why I say, let the seed fall on good ground and produce good fruit. While it falls on good ground, it's falling in the soil first. So it gets covered. But there's a work being done of roots taken down into the dirt. Then it will sprout up and produce fruit. So again, don't be afraid to share your story. You're anointed for this. God would have never gotten you to this point if you weren't anointed to share your experience. To pour a little bit of oil back onto somebody else who needs it. So I pray this message stirred your faith, gave you some things to think about, and draw you closer to the Father. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord our God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give you his peace. Take care. God bless.